so. I think that I may be the voice of my generation. He's the titular role! In the sense that, you know what I mean? Or at least a voice of a generation. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Gatekeeping, where we take a deep dive into a pop culture phenomenon and decide if it gets into our metaphorical gate. I'm James. I am Sam. How are you going, Sam? I'm good. I'm a little tired today. Oh, wake up, Sam. <laughs> my God, we've got a podcast to record. Just to get that out of the way, I did have my work Christmas party last night, so mm. I'm a bit dusty. Oh, a little dusty. So I had three margaritas. Ooh. <laughs> so I had one or two. Uh, but no, I'm... I'm good though. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> you sound very excited. I'm so no, glad. No, I genuinely so am. I'm very excited to chat about everything we've got to chat about this oh, week. And there is so much. Oh, so much has happened this it's week. It's been a ginormous week, I starting with the um, White Lotus finale. The big finale on Monday. What a program. What a program. What, what? did you think? Um, I mean, appointment television is back, baby. <laughs> like, I don't think. There's been such a big cultural phenomenon on television in a while that's no. had everybody talking so yeah. much. And it's um, it's just um, so well done. This this season two in particular, I did really enjoy season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season, I feel like it's kind of. I mean, I've I think I've appreciated the relationships more, and I think I've Definitely. just the characters have been a bit more engaging. I will say, I did. I'm going to sound really pretentious, which is very unlike oh me. Oh, my God. Um, I did find season one to be a lot more smarter and more biting, which I quite enjoyed. Right. But I found it was, like, obviously season one was about class and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas season two was more about, like, sex and relationships, which yeah. was a more interesting more topic, juicy to if me. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing, the money thing, it's like... Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, yeah, like, rich people are bad. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's kind of, like, looking at how that operates at more of, like, a interpersonal level, it, which absolutely. I think I... And the whole Jennifer... Uh, spoilers, but, you know, the Jennifer Coolidge storyline of... I, I mean, I, I really loved that Mike White sort of saw that... Um, he was like drawn to Jennifer Coolidge as someone to work with. And season one, she had this huge cultural moment. Yeah. And she be she's you know in the past few years she's become more of that like true true like gay icon yeah absolutely um, and then he kind of took that and turned it on its head where where you know season two he's kind of looking at that reflexively and being like well why are gay men attracted to this type of woman who's exactly. this like fabulous woman who's got like you know this tragedy mm-hmm. inside her like why do we truly like idolize these types of women um because that's what i found i mean at the start of the season i was just kind of like oh, she did not need to be here like she, <laughs> i never felt that i, I, I mean kind of, she's so funny she is but i felt almost as though it was like not milking her presence per se but it was like oh we had a good thing let's like redo it but then right. obviously as it progressed and it started to like discuss how you know, gay men idolize these women and yeah. how they kind of just chew them up and spit them out. I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And maybe I'm part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. Hi. It's, You're the problem. It's you. Literally. Um, yeah, I, I really love that. And um, I I mean, obviously she steals a scene every episode, but particularly the last one. Oh, like, literally. And, and for me, what I appreciate about it is that it's not um, too much. Like... Her ending where she's just killing everyone <laughs> and when she falls off the boat. Like, and I was genuinely quite sad when she died yeah. because I, I will miss her on the show, but I'm glad, I'm glad it happened because you don't want to get sick of her. And it was a very fitting end to her character to Absolutely. have this, you know, operatic, tragic death. hundred um, percent. And of course, um, I mean, it was like referenced like throughout with like the Madame Butterfly of it all and like taking it to the opera. Yes. Like, and then going back and looking at kind of like it wasn't obvious from the start, but I think there was like a scene in the first episode where it like kind of spoke about her dying and like it was like the seeds were planted when you go yeah. back. Yeah. Well, at no, that, that was and- the end of season one where she was like, death is the last immersive experience yeah, I ever exactly. tried. <laughs> um, and of course, we have to mention um, Megan Fahey. I actually I was watching the finale at home and when she had that moment where she oh. looks I said out loud wow 
<laughs> I said it out loud because I was absolutely floored by, I mean, the, the change in the camera angle mm-hmm. and you kind of see her snap back in real time and kind of just decide to like compartmentalize yeah. this information. Literally. Um, just studying. I really hope she wins all the awards for she, this role. I mean, I was very, at the start of the season, I was like, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But then like, <laughs> I mean, this is not a hot take, but Megan Vahey, actress. Yes. Like, she's, she she really just incredible. Stunning. Incredible stuff. And, you know, she's a Broadway girl. She was uh, in, she replaced Jennifer Damiano in Next to Normal, which sure. is a very... For those who know, they know. Uh-huh. Very heavy role. Um, but yeah, no. Um, very excited. I, I hear the next season is looking at like Asian culture and like the fetishization of that. Maybe yeah. that's like being thrown around. So like that would be really cool. I think Japan was thrown around as a destination. Yes. I mean, it does give me a bit of pause because Mike White as a creator doing that. I don't know. I mean, yeah. he got a lot of flack for the Hawaii stuff and him kind of looking at colonization, but you know, from like he's, he, I think he writes and directs every episode. Right? Yeah. So, I think that's the difference between this uh, season one and season two. I think season two had a bigger writer's room, whereas season one was all by him. Yeah. Which, which I think I appreciate. I, I, and if they take the same, I mean, I, I'm sure they would take the same approach for season three, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I worry when the expectations are so high too. like, can it keep up this streak? I'm happy to wait two years. I'm like, let it just stay, <laughs> like get a really, don't just like rush it out. I mean, like they're probably going to. Yeah. But I'm I just mean, this like, season two was rushed out. Yeah, literally. But I mean, it worked and it was good. But I'm like, you know, if you need to take the time, please take the time. Mike White, I'm waiting with you time. if you're listening. Um, speaking of Mike White, Mike White, any Survivor gatekeepers out there? I'm not sure if anyone um, um, I'm not, I'm not. James definitely doesn't. I feel like there's two kinds of people, two kinds of gay people especially. We've got real housewives gays, which are me, uh-huh. and then we have Survivor gays. And sometimes they intera- intersect and whatnot, but I feel like, yeah, I... Um, You're a housewife on Survivor. Day, That's the two genders. Yeah. Um, so the big Survivor finale this week, season 43, um, it was extremely disappointing. I've heard, I've heard. I've You've heard, heard, like heard the, have you? One of the worst seasons in a while. Yeah, I would say so, to be honest. Somebody um, said that it's like Big Brother has like one good season every five years and Survivor <laughs> has one bad season every five years. Uh, I'm like not that. sure. I'll have to consider that. Okay. But um, no, spoiler alert for Survivor 43 finale, but um, Gabler won. Um, Gabler is just this like crazy um, kind of, no offense, but gross looking <laughs> old man. Wasn't he Trumpy? I feel like I read that. Um, I did Google I and there's no evidence, but he gives the vibe. Okay. I mean, he wears like camo the whole show. <laughs> um, and he has like a beard. Like he looks like, you know, January 6th time. <laughs> um, so yeah, he gives that vibe. But my problem is like, there was him and um, Cassidy, who's like a hot girl. She's like poverty vibe. She's younger. <laughs> I think she played incredibly well. Um, and she played a very like under the radar game, which it's it's one of those things where if a man played that game and if a man was subtle with their moves and wasn't making the flashiest stuff, was kind of just playing you know, subtly they would be applauded for it, but because it's her, they see like, they get this idea that she's just been coasting along and Gabler, he played a fucking insane game. Like he, he had no, at times there's just like truly no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. He, he was just kind of like doing random shit from vote to vote. Mm -hmm. And because he played such a wild big game, people respect that. Um, and it's the same thing. If a woman played that game, they would be like, she's insane. She doesn't know what she's doing and she wouldn't win. But because he did a it. A man can laugh while a woman just has to chuckle. Exactly right. Exactly right. So I was, uh, I was extremely disappointed. But there were some good characters this season, like Cassidy and Carla. Um, yeah, we, we love a few of them, but very disappointing end. Mm. Um, well, I would like to quickly, briefly mention uh, just a little Jen Shah update for those in the know. <laughs> you ha- it's a tip for tat. It's if I talk tat. about something about- James doesn't know about, then yeah, talk about- I'm just going <laughs> to... Today, um, so season three of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has been airing and it's kind of been mid. Sure. Um, and today it was revealed. So they're filming the reunion today, I believe. <laughs> okay. And yesterday Jen Shah came out and was like, I am not attending the reunion because I obviously can't talk about the court case, mm-hmm. which she is due to be sentenced. I'm going to New York in a few days and she is due to be sentenced the day that I leave. Oh, and uh, 
it's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big for day you, for a West Ham station. Yep. And um, some um, some of some stuff leaked from her investigation, and it's found out that like all of her designer jewelry, all of her bags and stuff, all fake. And right. it's all just like this big thing. And yeah, she's not attending the reunion because they were like, you have to talk about the court case. And she's like, well, I can't like physically. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> the reunion is going to be flopped Tina. And I feel as though Salt Lake City is on a downward slope. Right. Which is sad because I'm, I mean, Jen Shah is a criminal, but she was probably the most integral part of the show. She brought it. She really, yeah. So it's going to be sad to see that woman go to jail for many years for all these heinous crimes that she committed, which... Well, she'll be going to jail for many years. She'll be going to jail for many years. So do you know that basically... Oh, I don't want to hear about it. Well, I'll just... Well, for the gay community, um, basically, <laughs> she was me. indicted for scamming the elderly out of all their money through, like, telemarketing and, like, okay. signing them up for these, like, um, <laughs> subscription things that they couldn't get out of. And she was, like... Um, What's the word? Not acquitted. I can't think of it. Um, the, 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 I don't know. Okay. I can't think of the word. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. Sure. But um, yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. So yeah. Another big thing for me this week, actually, I went and saw a preview screening of The Fablemans, the new Steven Spielberg movie. Yes. How was it? Um, I am not going to say I was disappointed. Oh. I... I found it really good. I mean, it's classic Spielberg, like mm-hmm. beautiful, really well done. I felt like it was missing something or I went in oh, with like okay. the wrong expectation because it's very much just like a coming of age story yep. based on his life. But I don't know, like they're just like the people that I went <clears> with really enjoyed it. Like, they, And I like from an artistic viewpoint, I'm like, I appreciate it. I get it. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just didn't click. Oh, okay. I mean, Michelle Williams ate as she's to do. Yes. Um, very interesting that she's campaigning for lead in the Oscar race. You this don't year. think she's a lead? No. Okay. I mean, she has a lot of screen time, but it's about it's <clears throat> about the titular Fableman. But mm-hmm. I forgot his name. Oh, I thought the family was called. Well, the they're Fablemans. the Fableman, but like, <laughs> it's um. They're the Fableman. The, the, the Steven Spielberg stand-in. Um, it's oh, his story. It's through the his. Kid. Yeah. Right. Um, what's it, the kid's name? I don't remember. Right. Some, yeah. <laughs> the Fable um, Boy. The Fable Boy. Um, and I think because lead actress this year is so competitive, like you've got Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett, yeah. um, Viola Davis has been thrown around, all that. I think she'd have a much better chance if she went supporting because supporting is so open this year. Right. It's, and she is a supporting role. Okay. I Interesting. Think, I think she's incredible. Yeah. And in in like any other year, she'd probably have a better chance, but like, if she went supporting for the Oscar, that they would be engraving it now. Like, <laughs> it'd be really? such a lock because I think she's so overdue for an Oscar. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a very interesting choice to put her forward in supporting. I am very much looking forward to seeing the movie. I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Um, it does interest me a bit that Steve... I, I feel like Steven Spielberg is almost, like, doing his career in reverse. Like, he's making these, like autobiographical stuff yeah. now when he's been working for decades like, yeah. and he's made the blockbusters at the beginning of his career. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like, um, like I feel like the Fableman, it, it's, it's what about like divorce or something? Like um, it's kind of just like about him growing up and like, like developing his love for film and then right. like his family like moves around a bit and like his um, parents' relationship and yeah, it's okay. kind of just like, it's really just like a classic coming of age. Okay. Oh, I think I like it. Yeah. Then. It's, it's like, I appreciate it and I understood it, but I just felt, I don't know if it's cause I went in with the wrong expectations and I think that might've been it. I'm very right. keen to revisit it. You were expecting the post two. Yes. The post two, <laughs> two post two periods. Um, and it wasn't that. No, it wasn't. Um, but did no, you see West Side? Oh, you did see West Side, I saw West Side Story. Yes. I remember. I famously, um, it was New Year's day or something. No, 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 no. Oh. It was, um, um, December last year and uh-huh. they were doing an advanced screening on the Sunday and COVID had just kind of like come back up again. Everyone was starting to get it. And we had a Taylor Swift night that we were going to. Oh, the oomphs oh, were down from Sydney. God. And yes. I straight up was like, I am not going to this Taylor Swift <laughs> night because I do not want to get COVID and miss out on seeing West Side Story. I let it be known I didn't get COVID from COVID. <laughs> but I might have. That's true. And West Side Story is incredible. I yeah. think that like, oh, it was oh, great. It was great. Rachel Ziegler. Um, so before we get into our topic, um, which you would know from the episode title, oh. but um, we 
We saw um, the titular movie. Avatar The Way of Water. Uh, oh, I, th- I didn't think we'd name it. Oh, oh well. <laughs> I mean, we hyped it out. Just Everyone knows this is our big, is. big mega episode. Pretend you didn't hear it. Yeah. But no, we saw the... The movie that we'll get to in a second. Yes. Um, but there was a fabulous pre-show before the movie. Oh. Um, we got to see a, a, a new trailer for Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, yes. Um, which looks... I mean, I'm, I guess it'll be good. I don't know. It's yeah. very hard to tell. It didn't really give much away. And I mean, it looks marvellous. I mean, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Did you hear they they invented... An um, atomic bomb, basically. No, not that. No. Oh. Um, um, the IMAX actually made black and white um IMAX film it, oh, it didn't wow. exist they in like they invented it I guess for Christopher Nolan which is incredible yeah. no the bomb thing it's like I think that's like just been kind of like stealing the headlines because it's like it, it, they they make it sound like Christopher Nolan literally <laughs> built an detonated atomic bomb. an atomic bomb which he did not do yeah he just like replicated it with special effects rather yeah. than like um you know CGI <laughs> um, <laughs> so to be clear I don't think Christopher Nolan has exploded a bomb and, he, and if he did like all power to him. Um, it's for the cinema. It's for the cinema. <laughs> That's the only kind of appropriate use of an atomic bomb. Is Literally, you're detonating it for the purposes of cinema and not killing anyone. To be no, clear, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, with, with a cast like that, you have to be careful. Yes, you, you don't want to kill any of them. No. Worth a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I did. I hated Tenet actually. Um, I haven't so, seen Tenet. I mean, I've, good only, for I've you. only seen Interstellar. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki's in Tenet. Um, Gotta go. Gotta go right now. <laughs> You're convinced. Uh, well, Tenet is very much just like guys being dudes, which yeah. is which is all his movies, yeah. but um, whatever. Um, and then we also saw um, a behind the scenes, like little featurette thing for the new Mission Impossible. Yes. Um, which is literally just like... I mean, the way they market these movies is just like Tom Cruise doing insane stuff. I mean, which is what, the way they market every um, Tom Cruise movie. But but I I still love it. I still eat it up. Yeah. Um. It looks incredible. I fucking love the Mission Impossible movies. I don't know if I've mentioned it, but like probably one of my favorite film series. They're they're the best action movies that are made today. I've not seen them. Yes, but I know. I am um, given this. We saw the trailer for Mission Impossible. Whatever the fuck number uh, eleven. Dead Reckoning. Um. I Number will be seven, seated. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. I will be seated and catching up before because I think it comes in July. So yes, I will July be next plenty year. Plenty of time. Plenty it's, of time. Yeah, the feature I can watch is, one a month. Yes. The feature is just Tom Cruise like doing a jump off. Uh, he's on a motorbike. He's doing a jump off a ramp off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> and then parachuting. <laughs> um, I mean, and to be fair, it got me. I was it like you ready. It. I was like, okay, I'm invested. This I is mean, it's fun. incredible seeing it in the IMAX. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Look, I won't get into it too much because I could talk about it all day. But Tom Cruise, like, he loves cinema. Like, the Mission Impossible movies, they're IMAX. They're shot on film. Like, they're just incredible. Uh, me and my mom are going to be seated day one for the yeah. bad screening for that. We love the Tom Cruise movies. Um, we also... Uh, the, I mean, the Barbie teaser came out like today, yesterday. Oh, um, it leaked yesterday. Yes, but it came leaked out proper. As in it was filmed on somebody's iPhone. Yeah, um, um, it does look amazing. I mean, Greta Gerwig can do no wrong. Ate up Stanley Kubrick, literally. <laughs> Outsold Stanley Kubrick. Uh, yeah, it looks incredible. I can't wait to see it. I get a bit. Um, like uh, I'm like, is it gonna live up to the hype? I'm sure it'll be great, but it's like already incredibly beloved by like Twitter. Yeah, um, it's very interesting because it's her first. Well, I mean, she's written with Bambuck before, like um, Frances Ha, Mistress America, and whatnot. But this is the first one that she's directed and written. Well, so she directed it, but she's written it her and Noah Bambuck. Yes, which I think will be interesting because I mean, like the one, the Lady Bird and Little Women are perfect. Yeah, well, and they were just written by her. So yeah. I'm very interested to see um, this male perspective that we're gonna get. I mean, Frances Ha is right. incredible. So like, yeah, no, I mean, for me, the interesting thing is that it's you know her first sort of big commercial studio movie, mm. um, which you know Little Women is that to an extent, but you know it's not like a blockbuster no, like Barbie's going to be. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see how it goes. I'm, I'm sure it'll be brilliant. We love Greta Gerwig. Literally. Um, yeah, I just kind of worry about the expectations around it. Mm. Um, but it, it does look great. And the trailer, um, look, while we're on the topic, I have to say the whole, like, I remember sitting in uni and um, I was shown the famous 
bone to spaceship cut from um, 2001. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. where, you know, the monkey, monkey, ape, whatever it is, <laughs> throws the bone in the air. And then, you know, you, you do it, the famous match cut to the spaceship. I have to say, I was not that impressed. <laughs> like, if Stanley Kubrick's listening, I, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I He's guess. listening down there in hell. <laughs> <laughs> down there in hell for what he did to... Um, Oh my god, what's her name from The Shining? Shelley Duvall. <laughs> Shelley Duvall. He's paying for his crimes in hell for what he did for, to Shelley Duvall. I don't know. I'm like, Greta Gerwig um, is... Outsold. Uh, yes, she did. Um, so that's kind of what we've been up to this week. And, and there's one <laughs> big, huge thing that I mean, we, we did get up to. We were in the cinema to. for one reason. We For a film that we've anticipated for 13, 13 damn years. I, half my life, literally. really. Well, uh, more than half my life. Literally. Um, we saw Avatar, Avatar The, the Way, Way of Water, Water in IMAX. My Lord. In 3D, <laughs> in IMAX. High, 3D, high frame rate. Opening um, the night before the opening. screening. The vibe was electric. There were people in Dressed costume. <laughs> I was obsessed. Um, this film. This film. Yeah. I think... Well, first of all, let's just say... <laughs> We're not going to get into spoiler spoiler stuff. We'll yes. save that for the end. But if you haven't seen Avatar The Way of Water and you want to go in with fresh, mm-hmm. I would probably recommend going to see it before you listen to this. Yes. I mean, you'll get a much more enriching discussion if you see the film. I think you should see the film regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not to give anything away, but... And not um, to be annoying, but you should definitely go see it. And that's <laughs> like you, I was um, telling the girls at work, they were like, oh, I might go see it. I was like, if you can, go see it in IMAX. Like, I hike out to the city, go to Carlton, make a night out of it, go see it in IMAX. I have been, like, hounding every person in my life, especially at work, because I shop every day and I'm like, I just have the little, the latest bit of Avatar news to yeah. tell everyone and I am just hounding everyone every day to go and see Avatar in IMAX because I obviously I want it to make a lot of money um, so we get many more um, I think everyone in my life is sick to death of me talking about Avatar it's so and good this, this podcast it's the last time I'll bring it up in my whole life until Avatar 3 comes out Avatar 3, I, which I believe <laughs> I think is a given like it's it's, it's already happened. been shot yeah it's been shot um, yeah so but um, I mean the anticipation was crazy I did try and I guess I, I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. um, coming in. You know, it's been so long. We haven't... It's it's the third James Cameron film since... What, what he did, Titanic. like, Titanic. Avatar. Avatar, and now Avatar 2. Like, it's been fucking a long time. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, I mean, the lead-up, James Cameron, he was doing a lot of press, um, um, which very... Press, 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 press. Jamie, don't need no press. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jamie. Um, he he is one of the most interesting filmmakers, in my opinion, because he has this kind of blank check from um, Disney Fox to make these movies. I mean, which he earned from from making two of the... High, I mean, Avatar, the highest grossing film of all time. Titanic. Did game beat Avatar? Um, it did, but then the re-release pushed Avatar thank back up to God. the top. Yeah, no, thank God. Thank God. Um, and he's been giving these interviews where he talks about what he's been doing in the meantime from Avatar 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he took a big, obviously a big break. Went to he, explore the seas. Yeah, he's he's been to, like, the deepest point in the ocean. Uh, he, he's the He's the only person to do a solo dive in the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest point that we know of in the ocean. Did you see that interview? This was pre-Avatar, mm. post-Titanic, but he'd like done this dive. Rob Lowe was on a show and I think he was, it was like, Joe Rogan, but we yeah, bring that up. Uh, <laughs> Our competitor, Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, he did this dive and then while well, he was on the dive, 9-11 happened. <laughs> and yeah, he, he came up and they were like, 9-11's just happened. <laughs> the- Crash the train. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy stuff. I haven't watched that. I do want to watch that documentary now, actually. I think it'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, he's, he, I mean, he moved to New Zealand from LA. He lives on this big farm. Um, for a, a time, he was like, grown, he was, he's, he's one of the biggest suppliers of like, um, it's like a type of vegetable, but it's like whatever broccoli, whatever that umbrella broccoli wow. falls under. He's like one of the biggest suppliers of that in New Zealand. Um, he, he was, he's got his fingers in many pies, James Cameron. He's got a lot to do. He actually does. He, he had like a pea 
protein business for a bit. Like he's he's such an interesting guy because it seems like I mean filmmaking seems like a hobby almost. Yeah, I mean it's not his primary thing. He's so interested in the ocean and the world, and he he talks about um, his sort of like environmentalism and yeah. he's he's a hardcore vegan. Um, and he and you know you see this in the Avatar movies. He like. It's, I don't want to call it enlightened <laughs> because it's a bit of a wang, but like he has obviously such like a connection with the earth. The, and the environment. Like, it sounds and, yeah. like crazy to speak about, but he, it seems like he's, yeah, he has this very genuine connection um, to the environment. And, and that's what I really felt in, in the new avatar, particularly, you know, it being like about the ocean. The water. Yeah. yeah. It was actually really beautiful to see his um appreciation and uh, like almost understanding of like yeah. the earth. i mean obviously it's not in the earth it's on pandora but yes but you know the water and and you know he talks about the the water is just this kind of like mythic thing really in yeah. the movie um yeah he's a fascinating guy he's also very famous for kind of being able to do every job on set like yeah he's he's done matte paintings he knows he can shoot himself um and, and of course, like they're inventing technology for these movies, like doing the underwater motion capture. Oh. Um, it's, it's genuinely incredible stuff. It's and incredible feat. Like, yes. Say what you will about like the plot, mm. the, the story, the film on a technical level is it bonkers. It's, um, it has changed I, the game. Really? Well, <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I have never, ever seen a movie like this. No. It's, um, in terms of the visuals, like it's genuinely breathtaking. Like it's so beautiful and it, you're looking at it and it looks incredible. And you're like, and then you remember that it's all fucking, CGI. Yeah. It's CGI. It's, fucking and it's, insane. Like, it's like your look and like, especially like the water. Oh the yeah. It's all CGI obviously. And their skin. And it's just so well done. Like it looks like. It's photorealistic. I don't know. You, you really forget that it's, um, <laughs> Not real, I yeah, guess. Literally. I don't know. You and it's also um high frame rate, which I was nervous about because I saw um The Hobbit like back in the day mm-hmm. in high frame rate and hated it. Yeah. Because to me it, it you know, it's that soap opera effect where it just looks kind of fake. Yeah. But I mean this is it's not all high frame rate, the the new avatar. It's, it's a like mix. Specific scenes and whatnot. Yeah. I mean quite a, a, a majority of the film is high frame rate. But yeah. I actually found it really worked. I don't know how you found it, but it blended. I'm gonna be very honest. I didn't notice. You didn't notice. <laughs> I don't like I, I mean that's a really good sign. Frame, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm not as familiar in terms of like technicality yeah. as to what well, I believe that it's does. like 48 frames yeah. instead of 24 and it didn't it didn't you didn't even me. notice well no. that's great it, like it like it looked beautiful and like everything was moving really yeah. well but I, like it didn't take me out per se yeah i mean to me i kind of switched off that that was happening anyway because it blended really well and mm-hmm. i mean if anyone's going to figure out how to do high frame rate it's going to be james, james cameron. cameron um the film itself it took to talk about the plot, I guess. Again, we, we won't spoil it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the plot, there's not a whole lot of plot. Um, it's just vibes. It's mostly vibes. Um, but it's like the... Basically, quick rundown. It starts, um, gives us a little... This is going to be 10 years after the first film. Oh, Here's what it? happened in between. So, like, it's like <laughs> Jake and Nitiri had three kids uh-huh. and... They found Sigourney Weaver's avatar mm, was knocked up, knocked up, <laughs> immaculate conception. Because obviously Sigourney Weaver passes at the end of, of avatar, avatar One. So yeah, um, her, her, her they, I guess they kept her avatar alive. Yeah, and it's in the tank. They've just kept it in the tank, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's pregnant, <laughs> and it's never explained why. But which I'm very much like. Listen, if that happens in the lab, like you need to have a full investigation because mm. there's some something off has happened. If you just show up to work one day and the avatar is pregnant, look into it, all right? Everyone seems way more chill about I that think, than they I don't should know. be. It's, and I think the thing, it, it's like weird because like if you remember at the end of Avatar 1, she they're trying to do what they did to Jake Sully, of like course. send her into the body of her mm-hmm. avatar, but they don't. But she reaches a connection with Awa, yes. who is like the the goddess the tree, of yeah. um, Pandora, and 
she like talks about seeing her and she was beautiful and then she dies. But then obviously not to get you into it, but this child that is born of this avatar. Yeah. Also, this isn't really, is it a spoiler? Yeah. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't okay. say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, save it for the end. Yeah. Um, um she so actually gives an inc- I would say it's a very very good performance she's 70 something years old and she's playing a 14 year old I think yeah and I think she captures it really well she like, has the the only thing it kind of took me out a bit is Sigourney Weaver's voice is so like Sigourney it's like so regal and I found there was bits where I was like there's a 50 year old woman here <laughs> Well, I mean, she's changed her voice for it. She yeah. speaks in a, I, I, maybe it's higher and she's kind of speaking. Accented. This, yeah. But I felt almost like the accent was a bit, not regal, but it kind <laughs> of just like a few affectations. That, I don't know. But I mean, right. it was really like her character, um, Kiri, was the most interesting of the, of film. the children yes. and I, across the whole film, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, um. I mean, the film, so basically the- yeah. General guy from the first movie, can't remember his name. Uh, Quaritch. Uh, do you want me to continue my plot then? Uh, well, can I have turn? Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, Quaritch. Uh, he is, they, I guess they like uploaded his soul to a USB. Literally. Um, and they've brought him back as an avatar. And his whole squad actually, and he's got like, I mean, there's one of them that like wears these like speed dealer sunnies the whole time, yeah. which was so funny. And, and they're camp. all like tatted up avatars. Yes, the badasses. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was obsessed with this little squad, but they're basically going back to Pandora. Um, to- because Jake has started. So all the humans have left um, Pandora. Pandora. And they've come back and Jake has started like a rebel army of mm-hmm. um, Navi that are like stealing weapons. Yes, and, like, a little gorilla. Gorilla um, army and like causing ma- mischief and mayhem for yes. people so trying they to colonize. They want to take out Jake Sully. Yeah. Um, so the, the Marines have been sent back. Um, Under the guidance of none ooh. other than Edie Falco. Edie Falco, who is introduced in a very classic James Cameron way where she's in one of those like um like robo suit robo suits and she's like boxing a ginormous punching bag which was far and away the funniest part of the film for me because it's like why the fuck would a robot be need a punching bag (laughs) like it's so stupid but it's hilarious and she gets herself a little coffee which she's She's drinking with the robot hand this coffee cup it's so funny funny. i like that is very james cameron to me and that it's like stupid it doesn't make sense and she's probably only in the movie for maybe like three minutes she just kind of disappears and it's very obvious like it's like oh she's gonna she's gonna play a big role in maybe number four you reckon (laughs) oh surely you don't cast edie falco in a bit part i don't know it's james cameron you never know i mean who could say no to james Cameron. Exactly but right. I think, I mean, she was pretty high on the cast billing. Well, so she's I, think, I know, but I think <laughs> she's probably going to be a bigger part. Your predictions are My coming. Predictions. There's, predictions I've, got, are now. I've got many predictions about where this <laughs> we'll get to that five film saga is going. But anyway, but. The, um, the, the Marines go back to Pandora. So Jake, Sully and the fam, uh, they have to fly away because they want to, you know, they don't want their their, yeah, their the clan. Madakaya clan. To yes. The, you know all the names. The <laughs> yeah, they don't want them to kind of be in danger, so they, they move away and to they go to... The this... Medicanya clan, Okay. <laughs> How do you know all this? I'm in there. <laughs> Did you look all this up? No, I just remember. Shut up. I do. Well, I'm Medakaya from I the first one. I don't remember any character names, the I places, nothing. I remember the important characters, aka Kate Winslet, sure, which we'll get into. We'll get into um, that. But yeah, they go to this... The, the water kind of clan, um, which it's kind of like the Pandora equivalent to like the Gold Coast, I want to say. <laughs> like, because it's like they're, they're by the water. By it's the very sea, kind yeah. of like laid back vibes. <laughs> Byron. Yeah, it's kind of Byron. Yeah, so they go to Queensland. They go to Queensland. Do you think, okay, so do we think um, the, um, actually, I want to say the Amatakaya, the original clan. Mm-hmm. Like Tasmania vibes, like foresty, oh, or maybe yeah, yeah. no, but then maybe it would be like Melbourne, but because it's like 
Mm. But no, I think Tasmania. Yeah, so I think they go Tasmania from Tasmania to the Gold Coast. They go from Tassie to the Gold Coast and they meet the locals. The locals. They're sort of a bit green, these avatars. So yeah, they're more like the the um Amatakaya Navi are very like that dark. <laughs> Do you know the language as well? Like is that <laughs> Yes, yes, I didn't need the subtitles. Um but no, they're very like that um dark navy blue. They're like an aqua. No, I'm saying that Oh, the original. They're blue. So like, they're yeah, blue but like they're dark. But then, yeah, but then. And the other one's aqua. Yes. Uh, and it's very pointed. And then, you know, their tails are different because the mm-hmm, Jake Sully's team have like the. For flying. The, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They have the thinner tails with like the bit at the end. Whereas the ocean tribe have more they're of a, a fin mm. like tail and their hands are more. Not like gill. A bit webbed. Not, not webbed. That's yeah. the word that I'm looking for. They've got more of a webbed hand and. It's, yeah, and they're a different colour, and it's like, ooh, race relations ooh. in Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah, they get to the water people, and then they, and then probably a, the, a very good chunk of the movie is them just, like, learning the learning way of the water. Learning the way of water. Um, which, I mean, the movie really slows down, and it's really just them um, learning this new culture mm-hmm. and, uh, like, immersing themselves in this underwater environment. There and I the- really think... Because, like, the first hour probably is very much just, like, build up, build mm. up. Here's what you miss. Let's catch up. And it kind of, yeah. like, it didn't, it wasn't long, but I was like, all right, let's get a wriggle on. Yeah. And then when they get to the water, it's just like, all right, let's, eat, like, let's just bathe in this, basically. Yeah. It's really, like, it just washes over you and you're just, like, enjoying all the, the sights and scenes. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, the, the movie really slows down. You're just watching them underwater and, like, this is, this is the part of the movie where it's, like, you really get blown away yeah. because it's... It's stunning. It's stunning. There's yeah, no other said word it. to we've describe said it. What? There's no other word to describe it. It's just yeah. so fucking beautiful. Yes. Um, we meet this, uh, they're kind of like whales. Yeah, they're called, uh, they're Tulkun, I think. There we go. Of course, you know the word. Um, yeah, there's this, we meet these whales that, um, one of the kids has this special connection with and like, can like actually talk to the whale. Yeah, like they so just communicate like, with the whale. In the water tribe, um, they, these Tulkun, they come and go, like they migrate and yes. once a year they come back and each member of the tribe has like a very special connection with a particular whale yeah and so this is when they get to the water people yeah i, I still don't know the name um what is it oh, i had it uh the medicania mm-hmm, yeah. the medicania um we also meet kate winslet kate at this stage winslet playing the wife of the tribe leader yeah and you don't her, know her name i know her name i don't know which the tri- is her name is ronald ronald uh, ronald <laughs> Ronald. Ronald. Kate Winslet is Ronald. <laughs> who plays Ronald with like the apostrophe. Kate, in the Kate Winslet, who played Avatar, she gave her all. Um, um, yeah, she is not very recognizable in it. It's kind of just, if I didn't know it was her, I wouldn't, I wouldn't I know it was her. I wish she had done her mayor accent. <laughs> That's what I was saying. She plays like mayor of, um, what's mayor, the place called? <laughs> Medicana. Mayor of Medicana. <laughs> she should have had a vape. I went to my daughter in the water. <laughs> My daughter's gone missing in the water. She came with us, should have had the vape, and Jean's mom should have been there playing her mum. <laughs> and um, what's the angry rice? Angry rice, yes. Well, it should have just been a Mayor of East Town reunion. Mayor of Avatar, Mayor of Pandora, Mayor honestly. Pandora. Um, Kate Winslet, I obviously, I like she said in interviews, she's like, I'm not really in it in the way of water for much, but I, I have a much bigger role going forward. Oh, I didn't and know she said that. Yeah. It's been like, I think that she said that ages ago. Right. And cause there was this article that came out and they were like, Kate Winslet held her breath underwater for seven minutes. Seven and I watched and that film and I said, like she didn't need to be doing all she that. She was underwater <laughs> maybe one scene, yeah. <laughs> which, um, yeah, I was like, she didn't need to do that. But I read James Cameron was saying that she, is very much someone who like is addicted to like the preparation of a role. Yeah. And she kind of just did that for herself. Like she just wanted to, I don't know, go all in on the mm-hmm. underwater stuff. She broke Tom Cruise's record for um, holding the breath. Um, and she's, she said it was like an incredibly like healing moment for her that yeah. she could do that. Um, which is like, I would, uh, you, you know what? I am free to work on Avatar 4. Um, like, mm-hmm. I would love to be a Navi in Literally. these movies. Because it sounds 
incredible like being underwater I mean I actually don't love being underwater I loved it I like I don't know like not to get all like meh but I'm a water sign and I like love the water I love the beach I love swimming Um, and I was just like I just want to go for a swim I just want to look like I'm going for a swim looks like I'm going for a swim I just yeah I left the film and I was like I want to go to the beach I want to go for a swim well yeah I want to know the way of water to be honest literally literally yeah so we're, we're sort of here underwater for a big, big, long stretch of the movie. And mm-hmm. then towards the end, we get the climax where we, we won't spoil it at this stage, but, you know, it's just um, the big battle yeah. that you see coming the whole movie. Yeah. And this to me, um, I mean, I love the water stuff, of course, but you see at the end, um, it's, it's you know, it's the action oh, film. It's yeah. the blockbuster action that James Cameron you know, is known for. Yeah, exactly. he pioneered it really. Literally. And it was almost day. like, not too spoilery, but like it was calling back to like Titanic in part. Yes. Like, there's also, um, we didn't mention there is an Australian character in the film <laughs> who made me laugh every single time he was on screen because he's like, he's just like, oh, I want to fucking shoot whales. He's like, I've got a quota to me. Oh, I've every- got quotas to me. Oh, I don't care about these Navi. I've got to get these whales. He said it maybe three times. Oh, I've got a quota, mate. <laughs> and he's like a whale hunter, I guess. Literally. Um, it's so weird. I'm it's like, there should so... not be Australians in this movie. Yeah, it's just like, it's so grating <laughs> as well. Because it's like... It, it's like the exaggerated Australian yeah, accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just... Um, so, so anyway, yeah, then it becomes this blockbuster. We've got a few... Um, narrative threads that are clearly going yeah. to continue in the next movie. I do kind of want to talk about as much as... Obviously, this movie is phenomenal. Like, I think it's... Of course. A, a, a it's a visual thing. Yeah, it's... I, I'm there. I'm at a loss for words to even think about it. Um, but, you know, James Cameron is not renowned for writing incredible uh, dialogue. No, it's, no. it's quite um, flat. Look, I mean, this is... I love the movie, but this is the the big the critical thinking. Yes, like it's, um, I mean, story, character. It's all nah. it's been done. <laughs> like it was very like there was a bit where they were just kind of like there's a character, and he's like, I don't know who my father is, and it's like, oh well, we know who your father is, don't <laughs> Towards we? Towards the beginning, yeah, he's like, um, sometimes it's good to not know who your dad is, and yeah. he like sulks in the corner. I'm like, yeah. come on now, and it's like you know they have this very climactic scene, and it's all like family we stick together we love each other but i'm like who i don't even know these characters names it's um like i don't mind i mean the first movie got this criticism too but i actually found i i I disagree with that with the first movie because i think the characters are memorable Mm. you remember the story it's emotional because you have him learning the way of the navi he's falling in love with um natiri um and you know it's it's got a very not that it's a news story of like colonization and yeah. you know people will say oh it's just Pocahontas but I, I think it's great I think it really works yeah. I don't think it needs to be this groundbreaking story because you're, you're kind it's of groundbreaking like, in so many other ways well it's like, about kind of about the world really mm-hmm. it's definitely there's some very problematic elements of it like the Navi themselves are like kind of just this mishmash of um, real indigenous cultures that yeah, James literally. Cameron has kind of just cribbed and it's aesthetic so interesting elements. Because like you look in like it, the the water tribe is obviously like very inspired by like Polynesian culture, and it's like for sure. I yeah. mean, it was shot in New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just so like, oh, I'm gonna pick out that. I'm gonna pick up this culture. We're gonna like do yeah. The, yeah. It's just stealing these aesthetic elements. Yeah. Um, but um, it, it, to get back to the story of, of the second one. Um, that's what I really missed. Like, I, I, of course, I loved being immersed in the water and everything. But, like, when I think of James Cameron's work, like, films like Aliens, Terminator, mm-hmm. um, Titanic, you remember the the characters are incredible. The story is incredible. I mean, yeah. everyone, Jack and Rose is, like, one of the most iconic, Literally. you know, love stories of cinema. Yeah. And to see, to know that this guy is capable of making these touching stories and, and even you know, Terminator 2, like, you cry at the end when, like, the Terminator dies. Like, yeah. And that's a machine. Like, you, because he's so incredible at, at making empathy. And then to see Avatar 2, which I don't even, like, remember the characters. It, like, I I didn't really care about the Sully family. It, I think it was really disappointing to me. I think... Okay, the issue... 
that I kind of had, it was the writing team was about five people. Yeah. Which I was like, Jesus. Well, I, I didn't think that's a necessarily but, a bad thing. Mm, I mean, he wrote the first yeah. draft. He handed it over yeah, to the people exactly. from Planet and of the I Apes. And I think, I don't know. I don't know if this is me just like getting too excited, but I feel almost like this was kind of not filler per se, but there is so much that happens in this film that you're like, oh, this is going to be a bigger, there's, there's so much more to come. Right. And I think this was not a setup per se, but it was kind of like, let's just get us back in. Remember all yeah. the people get re-familiar, build these new family bonds as where, cause three's done. Well, it's not done, yes, but like it's, it's in the can. It's, yeah. it's ready to go. Like it's not going to be another 13 years. Yeah, it's, exactly. And it's going to be soon. And I think that will really like ramp it up. I don't know. Cause like there's yeah. so many, not to get too spoilery, but like, you know, there's plot points and I'm like, this is obviously going to be something like the Sigourney Weaver, Weaver character the whole time. Yeah. I'm not going to, uh, but I was just like, what's her tea? Something's yeah, going on it's here. Setting up an I'm arc. very excited. I'm invested in Kiri. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it is reintroducing you to the world. Exactly. And, you know, of course, this new section of, of Pandora. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of place setting, world building. But but I don't mind that because, I mean, that's that's the most, you know, I sort of magic parts building. of the film. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm just like, for someone who is incredible, like, when, when he's good at this shit, like, yeah. he knocks it out of the park. But I just felt it lacking. I, but on the other hand... Um, seeing a blockbuster that, I mean, we touched on it before about his connection with the world and the water. Like that's not to say this film isn't like reflecting, you know, the personal kind of touch of James Cameron, because it is so in that ethos and it's so great to see a blockbuster that, I mean, nowadays I feel like a lot of the shit we see does not I mean, I'm talking about mainly Marvel, yeah. but it's not just that. It's like all of these blockbusters come out. It's they cookie cut on. They don't have an impact. But but that I mean, it's not new to say, but they don't say anything. They don't reflect kind of the um, personal touch of an individual director, or no. they don't have kind of a viewpoint about the world. <laughs> and to to see this, which is clearly extremely personal to him in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's very refreshing, and I mean, he is such a genius. Literally, um, yeah. To, and I no say, one else could have made this exactly. And it's like while I do have critiques on like the storyline and like the dialogue and stuff, I was fucking enraptured by that whole film. Of I course. did not yeah. like. And going in, this movie goes for three hours and ten minutes. <laughs> yes, we did and mention the runtime. That was like. <laughs> You know, I stopped drinking water at 4 p.m. Because <laughs> I knew... At 4 p.m. Yeah, I was like, I've... And that's hard for me. I drink, like, four liters of water a day. Me too. Um, I was... Yeah, it, I, probably like, around pre- the same time, I was like, time to start physically preparing yeah, to see literally. Avatar. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to get up and go and, like... Miss a second of it, no. Exactly. But... And I didn't feel like I had to. It didn't feel like a three-hour-long movie. It no, exactly. Really, the pacing was incredible. And, like, yeah. I was in... I was in it. I didn't yeah. want to get up. And, like, it enraptures you it takes you in and you're on this journey so it's like while the story is not it's basic like it's not like groundbreaking and like but the film itself is just like beyond of course um did you like the 3d I haven't seen a 3D film in a very long time, probably since the first well, Avatar. Well, we saw Avatar recently in 3D. Oh my God, we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot about that. I found, it was funny because like during like, they had a 3D trailer, I think it was for Guardians of the Galaxy oh, and then they went yeah. into like- I didn't like, even bother putting my no, glasses on for but, that. But like they ended up, they went into like the IMAX, like put your 3D glasses on and we're going to oh do like God. a little pre-show like where it like comes the, out at you. The, like the countdown yeah. thing. That always, that I mean, that gives me a headache. They turn the 3D up to like a hundred and I feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah. But then I don't know, as soon as we're back in Pandora, because this film was made for 3D. Yeah. It was so like, it didn't really take me too long to adjust. Yeah, yeah. I was too. like in it and I thought it was really effective. Yeah. There's a few bits. Like, I think obviously it was sitting next to each other where I like jumped. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you're famously very scared. I'm very jumpy. Well. I'm like very, like, my housemate will like come to my door and I'm like, ah! <laughs> You're a very scared thing. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, but I thought the 3D was really effective. Yeah, that's and great. I, and it's, um, I mean, the difference with this is like, 
I, I feel like he's not just doing it as like a visual um, gimmick. Yeah, it's not a gimmick. And the same thing with the high frame rate. It's yeah. all deliberate. It's um, him, you know, framing everything and designing. Mm. You know, the film is designed this way. Exactly. From, and I feel from like you look beginning. back like 10, 12 years ago when like everything was in 3D. Yeah, which uh, Avatar one kicked off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just remember like avoiding 3D because it gave me a headache. Yeah, it me too. It didn't work well. Yeah. And now that like this film. Yeah, it's like, I and I just hope it doesn't like kick off this trend again of like films <laughs> being converted to three D. I don't know if it will because you know it, it had its moment and like even now yeah. I think people are like, oh, do we have to go see Avatar two in three D? Exactly. And I'm like, yes, bitch, yes, you, you do. do. You're gonna sit your ass down to the three and a half, three hour, ten minute <laughs> movie, and you're gonna sit with those fucking glasses on. Do and- you um. I, I have been, like, Googling the box office every day. Yes. And, look, I don't, like, like to obsess over these things, but I genuinely hope this makes a shitload of money. Well, um, two hours ago... Oh, um, okay, we've got fresh... We've got a live... Um, it has made 17 million... This is just in America, I believe. Right. Um, so, 17 million during previews and a $55 million Friday... Um, and it's on track to 150 mil opening. Okay. I'm not sure if that's global or just domestic. I yeah, think it would probably, probably be domestic. Global. Domestic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's very interesting because it's following on a similar part to Top Gun Maverick in terms of right. that's how much that did. And it's- Which is one of the highest grossing of the year. If not yeah. the, I don't know if it is. Exactly. But- and it's- interesting because you look at the the other top grossing the first weeks of these films right the top grossing films of the year doctor strange was like 91 mil black panther was 84 mil thor was 70 mil right but then their second week grosses are nowhere near yeah because all the marvel fans marvel, see it they see it the week of they don't it doesn't have that rewatchability. and yeah, i think but, but I the guess thing th- about this film especially is it's such I don't think it's going to be like word of mouth per se, but I think it's going to be something that's going to grow because it's like the people that know, know, and they're going to go (laughs) see it in the first week and they're going to get it. And then people are going to be like, oh, should I actually go see it? And it's like, yes. And then I think it'll build. I'm going to see it again. I'm going to watch it again. Um, It's, um, I mean, the first Avatar was that it, it grew over the weeks. It wasn't like it made all its money in the first week. I think it, week on week dropped maybe 8%, mm. which is quite low mm-hmm. uh, in, in terms of like a drop. Um, it, it's very good to be performing that well every single week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope it makes a shitload of money. Yeah. Exactly. I know it has to make um, something ridiculous. There's been conflicting reports of how much it actually has to make. Yeah. Um, some people are saying it needs to make 2 billion. I don't know if that's true. Um, is that true? <laughs> um, but um, it could, I'm, I'm very interested because of course, even cinema is in a very different spot than what oh, it was absolutely. in 2009. Absolutely. Um, people, not as many people would go to the movies anymore. People, I had people say like, I'm waiting to watch Avatar 2 at home. I mean, I go to the, I go to the cinema like once or twice a week. Like I love it, but yeah. I'm like, tell I'm like, if there is anything you see that the you're going to see at the film, yeah. at the cinema this year, you need to go Listen, see Avatar if the you go Water. see fucking Doctor Strange and all that bullshit. Fucking your ass down for a fucking Marvel movie that's the same These shit. Movies where nothing the- new. Same shit. Cookie cutter bullshit garbage. I'm sorry. You can see if you had to fucking sit through Endgame. I, I'm sorry. I'm Wasn't get, that like three hours? Yeah, that fucking film was like three hours long. I haven't seen Endgame. I'm not a Marvel person. I've like, seen I them. tried to. I'm like, it's not for me. I'm, I'm like, Listen. But I, go see a fucking Avatar The Way of Water at the cinema. I've seen the Marvel movies. And the thing is, like, they look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, the VFX is like just this gray sludge. Yeah. Um, you can't tell what's going on. Um and Avatar is not that. It, it's incredible. It's a Take fucking, it from me, please. I was on the phone to my dad and he lives out <laughs> in like the country. Like he lives like uh-huh. three hours out of Melbourne, uh, out of Melbourne, like one hour across the New South Wales, Victoria border. Right. And What's his address? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dox my dad. Um, and he was like, I was like, oh, I saw Avatar. And he was like, oh, is it good? And I was like, you need to go see it. And he's like, oh, we don't have a cinema. Like the nearest one's like an hour away. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Make Drive it work. There. Drive to your cinema. <laughs> 
I know you probably can't get down to IMAX. I'll give you that. We'll forgive you for that. We'll forgive you, but go see it. And he was it's, like, oh, I will, I will. And I'm like, good. You know, I was looking up show session times the other day. It's actually hard at the moment to see anything that's not Avatar. Exactly. Because every session at every cinema is Avatar. That's the thing. I was looking at, um, I wanted to go see Bones and All again last night. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll see if it's on a Palace West Garb. And Palace, no. that's like my local. And that's got five screens. And Avatar, Avatar, Avatar. It was Avatar, 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 <laughs> Avatar the menu. <laughs> yes, it was. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I hope it does well. Everyone go and see it. I mean, we, we sung its praises last week. Yeah. But um, you must see it in a cinema. Thank and you very much. I really like yeah the environment like there's been a few films that i've seen in the cinema this year that i've been like recommend like i saw this in the cinema the the crowd was incredible yeah so triangle of sadness at myth full sold out cinema yeah incredible and like it just really adds to the atmosphere oh yeah that was me with barbarian that was like yeah. um we saw that like we were the maybe the only two in there. there was a few but <laughs> that's great in a big cinema yeah. um so, and so is this um i Part of me thinks it is a bit of a shame. I don't know. I'm conflicted in the in the sense that James Cameron is going to be spending potentially the rest of his career making Avatar movies, mm-hmm. um, which part of me is like, I do want to see other stuff from him yeah. because, you know, well, as we said, know, he can make incredible like, original films. I want, I'm going to have to like basically teach somebody how to do it. Like I've got my outline for what I want. Oh, and what? I'm gonna passing the torch. Well, because he's like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like, realistically. And yeah. I, and I was like, okay, cool. So, I think, I don't know, it'd be very interesting. I don't know. This is this is odd because he is such a um, uh, fastidious... Yeah. yeah, like, he famously controls every tiny little mm-hmm. bit of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I don't think I want to see an Avatar movie that's made by someone... Other than him. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get an email, by the way? <laughs> no, that was you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. My answer on Do Not Disturb. I don't know. I think you got an email, James. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It's James did you, Cameron. Did you want to check that? I booked him. I booked him. <laughs> I booked get him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, it's going to be a major stop in the press to our <laughs> gatekeeping pod. <laughs> Because you know what? I don't know if there's many queers on board with seeing Avatar. Well, that's like, the thing. It's been a bit of an uphill battle to get people to see it. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, um, no gay in Avatar. Um, no, that, that we know of actually. Yet. You know, there's, there's two, three more movies to come that, out. That's so. actually another thing. It's like these, it's literally this alien race, but they still have like traditional family and like, yeah, the traditional family structure. Because like, yeah, they mate for life. Yeah, cringe. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to find out about the polyamorous nubby. <laughs> Without a doubt, there Literally. is. I, I don't know. I'm like, James Cameron, you can think up of an alien world, but one, everyone's a twink, um, which... Um, Those? <laughs> he's uh, a sick man for that. I'm like, I mean, body I goals. Would. I was watching it and I was just like, that's what I want to be, like eight foot tall and like a flat stomach. And, and they have blue. And like that, con- like that fucking hourglass figure. Ooh. Let I, me- that's- get me the Avatar diet. Um, whatever surgeries I need to get done to mm, become body mod, a Nabi. Yeah. The buccal fat removal. <laughs> They've definitely had a bit of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very sick that that every single Navi is a twink. <laughs> I mean, Maybe I think me and James Cameron could have an interesting discussion on the topic. <laughs> um, James Cameron, email me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, email me. I'll, I'll put him on to you. Oh, yeah, you got the email. Yeah. I think I've got... Um, I think you'll be associated. Some um, ideas. <laughs> yeah. Subject twink avatar. Um, so to wrap up. To wrap up. Yeah. Um... Look, you've probably guessed. Well, we've got to go through <laughs> oh, the sorry. criteria, Sam. Not to spoil, but we've got a rubric. We've got first, a rubric. First um, thing, quality, is quality. it? Quality. Quality. I mean, well without done. a fucking doubt. Well done. It's it reinvented quality. It reinvented quality. Yes, it has quality. Yes, it's got quality. It's <laughs> number, quality. Number two. Number two. Does it slay? <laughs> um, yeah, it does, actually. Um, do you think so? It slays. It, it slays in I more think, ways than one, but in different ways than you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, Zoe Saldana slays with her bow and arrow. Sigourney Weaver um, slays. Sigourney Weaver slays playing the little girl. Um, the little ocean creatures slay. Um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. I'm so excited because she's obviously got a bigger part. Because, like, why would you 
pair Kate Winslet back with James Cameron and give her like a bit part. Yeah. It's she's gonna be powerful. She's gonna she's, she's gonna like, hold her breath for longer again. Exactly. And she's <laughs> like the she had the role of like the the mother of the tribe and like the doctor. Yeah. And like, like she's got some stuff coming. Oh, we've got some big things for Kate in the yeah. future. So yes, it does slay. Um, does it benefit the queer agenda? <laughs> now this is Ooh, the one that I feel This is a tricky one. Um Well Twinks. <laughs> Yeah, it does. But, you know, it's like, do twinks benefit the queer agenda? Yeah, no. I don't know about that. I, I think they kind of, like, hold us back. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's my one critique of Avatar, does not benefit the queer agenda. I well, can't. it benefits my specific queer yeah, agenda, exactly, I think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because um, I think it does. I mean, I think, like, gays, like, like the ocean um, <sighs> and, like, laying by the beach. Like, that's very Avatar-coded. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I'm going to say it doesn't. Interesting. I think just because, like, obviously I love Avatar, uh-huh. love the, but I just benefit the queer agenda. I think it does. Mm. I think okay, it does. I'm going to agree to disagree. Okay. okay. And is there a fourth one? There, there is a fourth one. Is it a classic? Oh! <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk for a minute. These, these bitches coming out here being like, Avatar has no cultural, like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It doesn't, it doesn't have mean, a reference in the culture. I'm like, motherfucker. You Shut see up. a blue person, you're like, Avatar. Yeah. Avatar has staying Shut power. The hell up. This movie is not the highest grossing movie for no fucking reason. Exactly. It, it annoys the shit out of me. I mean, people- I get it. I understand, like, it went away for 13 years yes. and it didn't, like, and it's not, I think the fact that it is such a big film, like, you're not just going to sit down and watch it, but it has staying power. It's redefined cinema. For sure. In terms yeah, of, like, what it's cinema. been able to, like, do. Yeah. And it does have staying power. It is a classic. I we think all remember Jake Sully. Literally. We Despite all, Sam Worthington. Literally, that fell, man. Um, we have just... It's got such a cultural... It was such a cultural moment at the time. I remember yeah. I saw Avatar one... I think I saw it, like, four times in the <laughs> oh cinema. Yeah, I was... I, I saw it once. <laughs> nah, I remember. I was, like, I, I'm, like... I'm, like, very into sci-fi randomly. Sure. But, like... I just was enraptured in it and I still am. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I feel like I've been misusing that word. Is enraptured correct? <laughs> sure. We'll oh, say I hope it. So. No, um, I agree. It's, it had kind of become fashionable in the last year to be like, Avatar has no cultural footprint. Um, but I obviously disagree. Um, and I think it's like, there's just this stupid hot take to have about the new big thing. Exactly. Um, exactly. To make you think you're smart. Um, and you're not. And I've so far ratioed two negative avatar reviews on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And if anyone posts another, I will do it again. Exactly. Okay? That's exactly. your warning. And I if think- you say something negative about avatar, I will come with my bow and arrow and, and I will shoot you. Um, like Zoe Saldana does Literally. in the movie. <laughs> um, for legal reasons, that's a joke as well. <laughs> Um, I, I won't actually kill anyone. Just wink. Just <laughs> name or seriously. Um, yeah, I just like it's. Yeah, it's it is a classic. It There's is a no classic. Doubt in my you mind. I can't fucking tell you one Marvel movie that came out this year. Yeah, I could tell you everything about Avatar that came out ten <laughs> years ago, thirteen well, years ago. No, that's the thing. The Marvel thing is. I mean, you know, a bunch of them are in the highest grossing movies. I think uh, specifically like the new Spider-Man, which is like, I saw it. um, It's fine. It's like, there's nothing about that movie that uh, like, is that memorable? I know that like, that might be controversial, but you know, because I love like Willem Dafoe, um, (laughs) but there's, there's nothing in that that's new or changing cinema the only or, thing good or about anything like Spider-Man that. is that it gave, it gave Marissa Tomei a damn check. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a few people from that. Yeah. Like Glenn Close was in one Glenn of them. Um, it, it ruined um, Brie Larson's life. Oh. <laughs> she like... Oh my God. I remember I actually, Captain Marvel is one of the few that I've seen. I saw it in the cinema. I was deathly hungover. <laughs> watching this and I fell asleep and then I woke up and Annette Benning was on screen yeah, and Annette I was Benning. like what the fuck I forgot about that I um, love and Dowd to get a check for Marvel I mean uh, I've always said when I make my Marvel movie yeah. and Dowd would be it and Dowd would be the titular <laughs> the role star. Um, we actually have to do an episode of Marvel at some point because I feel like we talk about it every episode yeah, no, I think I've it, got a lot of more to say yeah um, yeah another thing um, I'm really enjoying the James Cameron press tour because he really is not afraid to speak his mind someone asked him like 
how the visual effects in this compare to like Thanos in, yeah. um, and he was like, it's not even close. Okay. He was like, come on now, come on. don't bring up that bullshit when you talk about uh, When he was like, oh my God, my favorite, he was like, so he was like, oh, it's a long film. Like, what do you say to the people that are going to get up and pee? And he was like, well, you'll see the part that you missed when you come see it again. Time. I was like, yes, yes, let them know. Let them know. This is the equivalent to the train, um, and coming at the screen and the people running out of the cinema. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, do you remember that? Like we were there, <laughs> like in nineteen twenty or whatever. Yeah. But this is that. This is the the um, train coming to the yeah. screen, and I'm running for my life yeah. out of fear. Um. So I. Well, I guess I think based on that, that Avatar makes it into the game. Avatar right? makes it into the game. Uh, let me just walk over and open it. Come on through, girls. Come on through. Come on through. Bring the whole Navi. Bring the whole Sully family. Who's in there? We've got Sully stick together. We've got Susan Boyle. We've got... Um, the Hunger Games. Hunger Games. One and Catching Fire. Uh-huh. And um, now we've got... Um, oh, I think Austin Powers is Austin in there. Powers. And now we've got Avatar. Yeah. It's um, an incredible crop oh, in there. beautiful. Um, so that's Avatar. That's, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Don't tune out yet because um, we are going to be on break for... Two um, weeks, Two weeks or something like yes. that. Yeah. Um, We're I'm having, traveling abroad. James is abroad. We're having a little cozy little Christmas. Yeah. Um, so we'll have a bit of a break, but we will be back. Um, please let us know anything you want us to chat about in the meantime. Uh, you know, future episodes. Exactly. Um, um, obviously, like, we've only been on for, like, a month or so, but we really appreciate everyone that's listening so far. Yeah. Yes, we love the gatekeepers. Love the gatekeepers. Thank you, everyone. Um, can't wait to get back and do some more episodes. Exactly. Um, I hope everyone has a gorgeous little cozy little Christmas. Cozy little Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. N- don't say happy holidays. It's not happy for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Well, if you're alone on Christmas, you can listen to this podcast. I'll be alone I'll go on Christmas. Avatar, actually. I'll be seeing Babylon on Christmas Day in New York. <laughs> oh, that's Got dark. to do. Got that is dark. I'll do. be spending time with friends and family. <laughs> I'll be spending time with my friends. The cinema. Yeah. I'm, bitch, I'm so excited. I go to New York in like three days. I'm going to get my ass to New York. And the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a cinema. I'm going to go see Tar. See Tar. Yeah. Look, Tar, I'm... I will see it, but it's also like one of those films where it's like every gay person has to have a take on Tar, and I'm like, shut up! Oh I don't yeah, care. I saw a tweet that was like me finally seeing Tar after three months of hot takes, and it was just like that photo of Barton Homer, and they just look old and decrepit. I was like, it's literally gonna be me. I'm like, shut up! I don't care. But no. anyway, but no, I'm very excited. Um, love you all. Thanks for listening. Go see Avatar. Go see Avatar: The Way of Water. It's in IMAX. Bye. Love bye. you. Bye.